your shot. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Take a Shot Podcast. This is episode three. We've got a little bit of a new format here as I'm looking at the beautiful faces of Jackson France and Will Starrett. Boys, what's up? Pretty good. Is, uh, How are you? Pretty new thing we got going on here. We're going to post these videos to YouTube in addition to having our Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all those other app platforms for audio podcasts. We're not going to post the audio podcast to uh, video format on YouTube so you guys can all watch. Uh, in uh, addition to that, we're also going to have our other YouTube videos. So we had our first one at the golf course the other day. Will, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so um, we're going to do a little short 1v1, v1, uh, one whole showdown. Um, and we're probably going to do that maybe, try to do that like at least once a week. Um, different courses, different holes, um, yep. give you some variety. I know all three of us are fairly the same type of golfer. It'll be good to be like some chirps will be thrown around. Maybe a little money bet on it. Um, oh, for sure. Um, but yeah, look forward to a video coming out sometime this week. Yeah, so we're probably going to do that tomorrow night at Hidden Creek on yep. the 15th 15. hole. We're going to have a, like a one-hole par three shootout, and we're going to film it. And uh, we're going to have some money on it. We're also going to video it, so it'll be a good thing to watch. But uh, as for this episode, we do have a lot on the slate tonight, starting with another interview. Uh, it's also another South Lakes baseball pitcher, one of Garrett's friends. Uh, while I'm on that, actually, I'm going to add that Garrett O'Connor, who we interviewed last time, is now a full-time member of the Take Your Shot sports team. So he'll be assisting us in both the podcast and website platforms for us moving forward. So uh, this episode, we're going to interview his teammate, Jack Thompson, who's a right-handed pitcher and Virginia Military Institute commit. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of story time like we had last time. We thought that was a pretty cool segment. We're going to talk about some news that's happened in the last week uh, as the sports continue to attempt to return here. And then we're going to have another interesting list segment where we talk about uh, the Mount Rushmore of our movies since everyone needs their movies in the quarantine. I know we got some interesting ones. So uh, with that, Will, I uh, remember you have a little story you want to tell? I do. So it takes back a couple months ago around spring break and we're it's like right around March Madness time. It's actually like right – it's like a couple of weeks after we started the first podcast or thought about the first podcast. Um, this is our first episode. This is the first episode. Remember, it's yeah, the day, the day of the first episode. Day of the first episode. And so we're driving around. We're like, fuck, well, let's go. We're college kids. We can drink responsibly. Um, <laughs> and so we decided to go to 7-Eleven. We're driving around. And we're like, oh, shit, so who's going to pay or who's going to buy the alcohol? Because, I mean, we all have fakes. My fake doesn't scan. JP's – Mine's terrible. JP's works kind of. I just shitty. Grant's works fine, but he just – No, it does not. My name is spelled wrong. Okay. Jack identification says Jack on. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. You get a good laugh out of it. And so so we're all debating about who should go in, who should buy it. So, finally enough, JP decides to go up. Yeah, because after, after 20 minutes of trying to get Jackson's, who's we knew scanned, I decided to take a risk. No, no. Mine probably wouldn't scan. Yeah, so well. we have the scanner thing, and the scanner thing says Jackson's is good to go. Mine is – mine's not, mine's not going to scan. So JP goes in. He's like, well, you got to follow me. So I'm like, okay, sure, I'll, follow, I'll go in. So we leave Jackson the car to be lookout, just in case, like, you know, cops have some, some – sometimes they show up. <laughs> sometimes they don't. Um, so we get, we get in there, and I'm – I was like, so JP's like, go buy some food. A little bit, like, get a little snack or something. Um, I'm like, okay. So JP's like, all right, so what do I do? I was like, dude, just grab the beer, go to the fucking, go to the uh, you're, desk. You're toiling the story a little much. I grabbed it. I went to the register and yeah. uh, 
while Jackson, hold on, theme of the entire story is Jackson was being a little pansy in the car. No. Well, me and Will are doing the dirty work. Every mission needs a lookout. He was, yeah. Everyone needs his mission. Every mission needs a lookout, but he did a terrible job at it. Because we're standing in line. JP's at the counter. I'm behind him. I take a look at my left shoulder. <laughs> Two Fairfax County police officers walk in the front door. JP's hand is on the beer, and he goes, oh, fuck. And you could, I could see it in his eyes. He's like, oh, shit, we messed up. We got lucky. So what happened after that is we left it there on the cash register, sprinted out the door, hopped in the car, and Jackson drove us away. And uh, No, no, let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me add some things to that. So JP runs out the door like a fucking suspicious yeah. the fucking score. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, in, I'm still standing with my snacks there, and I'm like, well, fuck, I didn't do anything wrong. So I go up to the cash register, buy the snacks. He goes, oh, you know that guy? I was like, no. <laughs> he goes, I guess he didn't have an ID. And I was like, I, I don't know. And then the cops go into the side and keep walking in, buy their food, buy their hot dog, whatever the fuck they want, those fat pigs or whatever. <laughs> they, uh, oh, they, they, didn't, they didn't see a thing. We got in our car and we left. But God, the moment those cops walked in, I looked Yo. at the his eyes were like a deer in the headlight. It was probably, it was maybe the worst timing of all the time. Like, literally, as soon as you walked in, I saw this car just pull in, back up in the spot. I was like, that's a little suspicious. That car was sitting there for like a couple minutes. And then I see two cops get out. All right. And then my mistake was, I didn't call you guys. I texted you guys. And yeah, you I mean, texted us. Yeah. And that as soon as you were that Jackson, we need a phone call. That was a mistake. And, uh, and the whole reasoning that you wouldn't do it yourself is like, oh, what if the cops came? And I was like, no way, the fucking cops <laughs> Yeah, no, what are the odds? <laughs> That's what I said. I, I told JP, I'm like, dude, the worst thing's going to happen, the cops come, it's not going to happen. Of course, <laughs> it fucking happens. <laughs> as soon as we pulled in. So, yeah, <laughs> that was the first night. Another part of that story that I found interesting was that was our first podcast episode, right? Yeah. It was the night in Will's basement. You know, we were back for spring break, going to start or whatever. And uh, we're, we're about to go to the Big East tournament for, like, our, our first couple episodes, remember? And sports literally go to the shits that night. Everything. Yeah. That was a really good night. The first time we started our sports and betting podcast, sports yeah. ceased to exist. <laughs> so, yeah. The whole thing college basketball. Worst luck of all time. Literally yeah. the worst luck. That, that's a tough day. And uh, here we are. We're doing it over Zoom now because we can't actually go to your basement and record. Yeah. So, obviously, the technical difficulties will continue. But uh, we do have some other fun things to talk about. We got together on the course again, in fact, with Garrett O'Connor, the new member of the team, and uh, we played some golf. I uh, had fun with you boys. What would you guys think of that course? Um, it was okay. I mean, it was pretty flat. I like a little pretty more. Pretty boring, yeah. Another story, right? Boy. Another story. We arrived five minutes early for our tea oh. time. Oh, yeah. Walk into the pro shop. We're like, all right, we're here for the, for the France tea time. We had our Jackson's name. And the guy's like, um, you guys are a little late. I'm like, uh, excuse me, sir. I'm looking at my fucking watch and we're five minutes early. So <laughs> we're not that late. And then he has the audacity to tell us, uh, where have you guys been? You guys are about four or five feet away. Uh, there's a six feet mandate in the state of Virginia. Like, all right, dude, like, he's standing right next to the guy. Walk out the door and go play another course. Like, yeah, we, we didn't come to your shit course. We have shit service. We'll no. walk over to Trump National and get excellent service. They'll <laughs> water and fucking moist towelettes if they want to. <laughs> Algonquian National Park or State Park or some shithole. All right, so Jackson took the dub in the skins match there. Very, very oh, lucky winner for me. We tied. Oh, did you tie? No. Nope. Three to three. What are you talking about? 
Four three France. I remember he won oh, that part. Yeah, it's four three. All right. Well, we'll have it again tomorrow for that fifteenth hole challenge. Maybe we decide to play nine. Who knows? But uh, some other fun news. I know on the golf subject, two K has decided that they're going to get rid of the golf club game and move to a PGA Tour video game. I know um, something we've all been kind of waiting for since 2016 when we had the Rory McIlroy game. You boys excited for that or what? Well, isn't it, it's, it's going to be the same game, right? They're just going to add the PGA Tour players? Because I mean, 2K I mean, already, like, develops. They should change graphics. Old, I'm pretty sure. Well, they, they should update the graphics. I think if 2K does what 2K does with their games, it'll be. A carbon copy, same thing. Oh, it, it'll be the same thing, but it'll be. Bad microtransactions. I just hope they don't do like the stupid microtransaction thing where you have to buy a VC for your player or some stupid shit like that. That would suck. Yeah, it's something that's kind of place to buy a driver. But we do need a new good golf game because I love playing golf. I mean, the golf club, you guys know I sucked the shit out of that game. <laughs> like, it was my favorite game. I, I played it all the time. To be fair, I did not think it would be a good game. You made us all buy it. It was 15 bucks. We had a little deal. Solid game. We've been playing it for pretty I much the entire collection. You bought it for 60. Yeah, well, got it. Got All right, so that's story time for everyone. I know we'll have more DoorDash. That's more DoorDash news. We can talk DoorDash later, but for now, I know all of our audience is waiting on this interview with the one and only Jack Thompson. Here it is. We are now joined by another Southeast graduate and VMI baseball commit, Jack Thompson. How's it going, brother? I'm doing well. Thank you guys for having me on. I'm excited to talk to you guys. For sure, for sure. How you been this quarantine? Any good Netflix shows you've been watching? Xbox? Or PS4, um, sorry. I've been playing uh, MLB The Show a lot. Outer Banks is a great show on Netflix. Oh, yeah. If y'all haven't watched that, go go watch that. Big mystery guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, make JD, sure to finish that. that was crazy. What's up? I wish MLB The Show came out on Xbox, dude. We'd be grinding that game. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been doing, trying to, trying to grind that and do whatever I can to stay uh, sane. Yeah, bro, do you play Diamond you, Dynasty? Yeah, a lot of Diamond Dynasty. I've been telling Thompson for years to get an Xbox, and he's he's just finally got the PS4 recently. But uh, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why you got the worst console. I wanted to play MLB The Show. Hey, we're getting it, though. <laughs> yeah, next year. Yeah, right? Yeah, next year. Yeah, 2021. All right, Jack, let's get into it. Will, I know you had a couple questions about uh, the whole VMI thing. Yeah, so uh, you know what? Uh, what got you? Is, is military something you wanted to get into when you chose your school? You like, would you look for a military school in general? Or? Um, I don't, I didn't really look for military. I mean, I was in JROTC at South Lake, so military has always kind of been like in the background, but I didn't really, I didn't have that on the, on the path for me. I kind of was like looking for a school where I could fit in, get good playing time and also maybe help with the financial side of however much what a school would give me yeah. but the bmi was the best fit out of the ones i had a selection from yeah so I, you, i'm sure you got a ton of d3 looks was uh did any other d1s recruit you and were you kind of looking in state mostly at virginia schools or i remember you're looking at monmouth too yeah i had a couple other d1 looks from monmouth dayton I talked to Mason for a little bit. I don't know. I didn't really have like a, a set spot where I wanted to be like in Virginia or mm-hmm. down south. I just wanted to play baseball pretty much wherever I was, able, like whoever took me. That's it. We had your, uh, your teammate Gary O'Connor on last weekend. Uh, 
you guys, you're talking about how this year would have been a great year for you guys. You guys were really hyped. Look, reflecting back on your career, what was your favorite memory with the Seahawks? Um, I had a lot of great memories with the Seahawks, but two games, I know there are, no, no, three games stick out to me the most. Um, the first one is probably freshman year, back when Hayfield was in our conference. We were down, it was senior night, and we were down by like eight or nine runs in like the fifth inning. And uh, Coach Spencer gave me the ball. He was like, go in there, finish the game. Uh, we actually came back and scored like 10 runs and walked the game off. But that was my first varsity win on the mound. So that was really exciting for me. And it was also pouring down rain. It was a really great team win. Everyone's getting hits. There was just a lot of high energy. And then probably the second, my second most favorite memory has to be last year, my junior year, playing against Madison. It was a really tight game till like the fifth or sixth. And Coach gave me the ball again. He was like, all right, finish this game out. And I went in and pretty much shut the door. And uh, that was a really exciting win for us because Madison has always been like a powerhouse in our region. And beating them was kind of getting over getting over the hump that we um, yeah. couldn't couldn't beat. And then uh, probably my most favorite moment was playing against WNL at George Washington last year in the first round of the conference um, playoffs. Coach gives me the ball again late game. I don't, he likes having me as a reliever, but uh, big time pitcher. <laughs> I, I come in. I throw I throw 17 total pitches, and uh, 15 were strikes and struck out four batters out of the four batters that I faced. So I think that probably one of my best high school moments because it kind of, like, hyped me up to prove to me that I, I'm legit and I can do it at the next level. So for a lot of you listeners out there who only know Jack is this uh, big righty on the hill on D1, I know JT, I played with him for years growing up. We kind of a little – dynamic duo in uh, in the little league days but uh he wasn't much of a pitcher back then he was a catcher so Jack, yeah i I, uh, I didn't start pitching until yeah. 14u no I, I thought it was 12u wasn't it like or like on the yeah yeah my first real season was like 12u pitching in little league Bodie Bryan's dad was like all right yeah. i'm going to give this kid a shot and shock the league yeah he was he was one of the one of the best little league coaches for for RLL but what was the moment, I, yeah. like, if you have one, what was the moment where you're like, all right, I need to fully focus on pitching, give up the whole hitter shtick, and just figure out on how to be a good flame-throwing righty? I don't remember if it was my last season. Were you – yeah, with you on my team, we are on the A's, and I think we are playing Coach Hipsch's team. And uh, I start the game, and uh, I threw, like, four no-hit innings. And I was like, damn, I'm actually pretty good at this. And uh, I don't know, something just clicked, and I, I was like, why not just keep doing this? Was it? It was that year they sold you from the uh, from the All Stars. Yeah, that happened a couple of times. It was uh, yeah. Thompson got uh, short under the stick there, but uh, proving all the haters wrong now. <laughs> um, I got a yeah. couple of questions. Um, when you talked about your high school, what are you gonna miss most about high school? Um, all the friendships, man. You know, it's like going to Chipotle or going to Flippin' Pizza before games and then riding in the car back, blasting music, getting ready for the games, putting on the uniform, 
bus rides, you know, going to McDonald's after the game. We call it McDanks, getting a milkshake after, after a good win or even after a loss. You know, it's just I think high school sports allows you to kind of get closer to, to the guys that really care about you and you learn how to be a better teammate, a better leader, and a better friend throughout high school sports. But I think I'm going to miss the friendships the most. Yeah, for sure. What's the uh, vibe with the VMI team going into this summer? You know, are you in contact with the coaches for the plans regarding uh, yeah, the Yeah, actually, um, the pitching coach, we talk every Monday about, like, oh, really? pitch, about, like, mechanics, about what his expectations are. We've had a few calls with the head coach, just kind of with the whole COVID-19 thing, trying to plan for, like, summer classes, trying to get ahead before uh, we get down there this fall. But – it's just kind of crazy. We don't really know what's going to happen, but at least they're keeping contact. We're still talking because they're ready to get after it, mm-hmm. and so am I. Yeah, going off that, what's one thing you want to add to your game to um, help you in that transition to the next level, you know, adding a new pitch? I think uh, going into the next level, the thing that I need to work on most is probably, like, the running game because mm-hmm. when you go up to the next level – the guys aren't slowing down. They're not getting weaker. They're getting faster and stronger. So I got to do my best to really stay on top of it and make sure I'm keeping runners close to bags instead of giving yeah. out free passes and things like that. Yeah. So one little side story here with VMI, you've kind of come up through the ranks with uh, Ryan Dooley, you know, wrestling little league, South lakes and now VMI. Are you excited to keep playing with him? Or are you like, Oh man, fuck this kid. I'm ready to be done with him. <laughs> no, no, no. I've been I've been playing with him since I was six years old through little league and then middle school, high school, and now on to college. It's just he's been one of my really close friends, and it's it's going to be good to go to VMI and have have that friend that you can go talk to when you have a problem or something. Because VMI is not the normal college experience. Yeah, Julie, always one of those one of those top players in our area. Obviously, a good teammate in front of yours too. So it'll probably help you in that transition, you know, be nice to have someone there with military school and everything. Yeah. But um, on the more recent thing, I know we've been talking about it in our recent episodes. We've all been door dashing. I know you had a little bit of a story recently that you uh, might want to tell. <laughs> yeah. Um. What was it? DC. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Uh, I was with one of my buddies and uh, we were just driving around wrestling, seeing, seeing the app, seeing what was hot. And, we were like, I guess we're going to D.C. today, you know, took the trip yeah. out there. Right. And uh, the problem with D.C., man, is just there's no parking anywhere. And yeah. the little meter maid standing at the parking spot, so you can't just, like, roll up, go and grab the food and be done. It's just, like, it's not practical, if I, if I have to be honest. But yeah, it's worth the money if you're, if you're willing to wait on traffic and stuff like that. But... It was just hectic being in the city. Were the payouts higher? I think it was where in Reston, the lowest would probably be like two dollars. Yeah, it's like three to five probably. Yeah, lower. it's different because like in Reston, people be ordering McDonald's and yeah, DC no people tip. ordering no some tip. nice Asian food. Yeah. But the the drives were like twenty minutes from each restaurant. Oh, yeah, so you'll be yeah. going from like Columbia Heights into the heart of DC, then back out. But yeah. Uh, 
that's another thing that people really don't really know about you is that you're also a big hockey guy. Remember when did you start playing hockey? Was it? It was late. It was like what? Uh, middle school, around there. Seventh grade, I think. Yeah, yeah. You're a quick learner too. Like within two years, you're like one of the best players in the the house. The house yeah, I had, I had a great coach and JP's dad. Was he on our house <laughs> team, JP? He was. He was. Uh, yeah, a lot of stick and shoots back in the day between me. Was there a goalie that was just like the uh, African American kid? TBL, uh, Tom Barber. No, no, that was Tom. He was the British kid. What about, uh, what was the guy's name, Will? Oh, what was that? Ben Dehati. Ben Dehati. Oh, he's oh, too on the We ripped that yeah. kid apart. Like, oh, baby. It was, the, it was the orange team. It was. Yeah, and then I remember when you had to stop playing, when it was, Coach Spencer told you, like, hey, yeah, uh, no, you got to make that choice. And I was like, oh, man, bro. Jack's got yeah. this potential in hockey. Jack, we could use you on the right wing there in South Lake. Yeah. I've, this South Lake's hockey team this year was subpar, and I wish I could have played. But, you know, like Friday night hockey games were a lot of fun. I know. Going Imagine. in, Herndon was the best game, always. Oh, always. It's the highlight Packed of the, the place. high school career. It's got to be. I'm, I really, I, I wish I would have went to Herndon just for that rivalry. Of- hey, Will, think about all the kids. I'm going to kick your ass, Will. Oh, dude. If, if, all the, if all the private school kids went back to Herndon, we would have so many good players. Herndon we would have, would we'd have like three three or four double-A players, one triple-A player. We would have killed you guys. If, if yeah, I'm still dangling you, though. So yeah, 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 sure. Who's the triple-A guy? Um... Carlicchio? No. No. Well, Carly's double A. Um, he plays in he plays in Junior A Canada right now. Oh shit. Judge. Uh, not um Martin. Not Martin. Fuck. Um, what's his name? Um, he was a goalie. He was really good. Uh, what are yeah, you? I was Jack, remember the uh, Army hockey camp? I went to. I think JT was there too. I do right? remember that. That was a a good week. Yeah. <laughs> There's got to be some stories about the Army hockey camp. I know I, I no no Army hockey camp. I remember I um I was I was supposed to be in your guys' age group, but they put me down one. Oh right with, right uh, right with oh Kaylin God, yeah. and uh, somebody else. It was Adam Clump. Clump. And uh, I remember we it was JP Jackson Witt Luke, and somebody Austin, else. Austin. Luke Pullman. Luke Pullman. Joe Shortino, too, I think. I come, I come downstairs in barracks, and I come to your room, and I'm, we're just sitting there hanging out, and I hear, like, banging on, like, this metal thing. I'm like, what the hell is that noise? And Connor Witt was under the mattress, under <laughs> right. the foldable thing. Luke Pullman, Luke Pullman was being a little asshole back then, giving yeah. Connor oh, yeah. shit. He threw Gator right over our floor. After, last yeah. night, I remember, last night, we all wanted to get back at the kids, so, like, 3 in the morning, we all meet up in the room. Grab this big ass bottle of Green Gator and just chuck it all over and wake his ass up. <laughs> gave him, gave him a lesson. So remember those off-ice workouts there? Those are the worst. Which one? Oh, the office. The army. Yeah. yeah. Dude, those hockey camps used to be the funnest things during the summer. Penn State was the best one. That was a good one. I went to but, Cornell. Uh, Cornell hockey one was fun. I guess, I guess JT got the uh, the West Point experience now at VMI here. Yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty it's similar. Great. Just it's VMI, like, there's no. Uh, commitment after, unless you oh, don't want really. to. You don't have to go to the military. Nope. It's so you think you're gonna, probably not. I don't. I honestly don't know. With my food allergies, I don't know if that disqualifies me. But always something to think about while you're down there. Yeah, yeah good school nonetheless. It's a good, uh, good place. People know it, and uh, good D1 baseball. But uh, other than uh, 
been on your ass playing the show. I know you've been fishing, maybe playing a little golf. What else have you been doing in quarantine? I've been fishing every single day, honestly. Yeah. Every single day. I try and There's ponds around here. Um, there's. I don't want to tell you guys. Hey, you don't want to give up your top. I don't fish, so I... All right, there's this, there's a few ponds on uh, on the south side of Rest where I'm from, where I'm at, but there's a few in like off of West Docks if y'all know where that is. Might have to take y'all fishing later this week. Yeah, let's do yeah, it for sure. Couple fishes. <laughs> Good day to I'm me. Down. I'm down. Let's do it. All right. So boys, uh, we got anything else here? Or, uh, we're gonna let them All go. Right. Jack, I know you're a big LSU guy, and I know you're a big uh, Joe Burrow guy. What's your uh, prediction for his first year in Cincinnati? <clears throat> he can play off? I mean, Joe Burrow is the greatest quarterback out of LSU. I'll go get my jersey, actually. <laughs> big LSU. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Well, I'm, I'm a big Joe Burrow guy, guy, too, myself. He's the real How much Tiger did that cost? King. Like $16 on eBay or something like that. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So you have Bengals uh, right now? Hell no, I'm a Redskins fan, bro. There you, go. you know that. Okay. Chase Rice. Yes, sir. Um, Talk Redskins. Uh, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow. I don't know, man. It's tough. They, they still don't have much uh, to spare. I haven't with. seen, yeah. I think he'll, it's going to be like Baker Mayfield, I think, his first year. He's going to have some ups and downs kind of adjustment yeah. period. And then once he figures it out, I think he'll be one of the better arms in, uh, the NFL. I see that. What do you think about the Redskins this year? How do you think they're going to do? I think uh, I heard Jalen Ramsey wants to be a Redskin, so my hopes no, are high. Way. Um, the, question is, the question is, do we want that guy uh, on our roster? <laughs> if we're trying to change the culture, yeah. he's not the guy you want on the team. No. He is not the guy you want on the team, but he, he but does play some good football. Him and Fuller would be a great one-two combo. Our defense yeah. would be the best defense in the league, I think. All right, slow your roll there, Will. Slow your roll. I think, like yeah. I told Dude, you guys, if you add him, dude, the only question mark is middle linebacker or, like, linebackers and corners in the defense. Or D-line, money, safety. I mean, what do you think What do you think about the loss of Trent Williams? This scores six points a game. If, uh, if, if he doesn't want to be here, we don't want him. Yeah. That's true, that's true. And uh, I told you guys this a few weeks ago, I, I smell a 9-7 and seven in wild card. Okay. So when we make the playoffs, uh, just take it back to uh, episode three of the Take a Shot podcast. For right. sure. Mark my words. All right, Jack, sure. I think that's all the time we have. Uh, thank you for joining us again. Uh, you're kind of the one of the catalysts for all of our interviews here, and it's a good one. Good D1 pitcher, boys. Everyone be on the lookout for this kid. He's got big things uh, in store. Yeah. Thank you guys Welcome for having anytime. me. I had a good time. I'll take y'all guys fishing soon. Yeah, let's oh, do it sure. this week. Sure. All right, thanks for having me, boys. All right, no problem. Appreciate it. So that was our interview portion. We're now going to go into some of the sports news that have been happening since our last episode. Obviously not much. It's tough because we all want our sports back, and it's not happening. But there are some plans in place. Uh, one of the biggest ones, I think, is the 2014 playoff that the NHL has kind of put. And uh, I, th- I know, Will, you've been reading into that a lot. Um, you yeah, can talk so about that if you want. Basically, the top four teams in each conference get a bye. So as of right now, it's the Caps, the Flyers, the Bruins, and the Lightning, I think. Um, and the West, it's Vegas, the Blues. Um, I don't know the other two teams. Dallas, maybe? Dallas. 
and I think it's like another Canadian. I think it might be. Is it Edmonton or is it Edmonton? Edmonton, Edmonton I think it was at the top of the Pacific. Yeah, so it's spread out, and then the I think the next, um, the next eight teams get it picked. Uh, so they're gonna play. I think a playing game, which will be three games, and then they'll play the 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 tops. The seeds will get a bye, and then they'll play in their regular um, sixteen team uh, playoffs, best of seven. Um, so I think it's good because it gives a chance for these teams who were on the brink of making the playoffs and could still make the playoffs if the season continued with a playoff push after the trade deadline and the all-star game to give them a chance. So I think it's actually a very good thing the NHL is doing. Um, I know two teams didn't vote a no for it, only two out of all the teams, and that was the Lightning and the Carolina Panthers. Or no, I'm sorry, Carolina Hurricanes, my bad. Um, so those are – which is surprising because – Carolina was fighting for a playoff spot. So I, they were in the bubble? You think they won? They were on a bubble. Um, and then the Lightning, I guess they just didn't want to play, like, Carey Price or some some team with a hot goalie, like the uh, Panthers with Bobrovsky. Um, but I think it's going to be good, and I can't wait to can't wait to watch hockey again. Holy shit, I'm so Well, bored. I would agree with you on that because I know a lot of the old hockey purists are saying, oh, the teams who wouldn't have been in right now don't deserve to play. But at the same time, it's not as though you're, you're making the, the top seeds who would have had that bye anyway. They're still getting a big advantage. You know, they get the first round bye. It's not as though they're going to have to play those, those teams. They're still going to have to fight for their right to be in the playoffs. And, and I, uh, honestly, you yeah. probably don't even want a first round bye. Cause yeah, exactly. You're going to be rusty. No, yeah. no, I think you do want a first round bye. Always, dude. I don't know. Those teams not, that are playing like the three like series. This is, ready. this is another season. It's a whole new season. It's it, it's going to be so – I think any team can win it. You, I think, a, like, a random team's going to win it. Like, I mean, I'd throw money on, like, a low ball to win big type of money because you never know. You get a hot goalie. Um, you get a hot yeah. couple hot players, and you could win the whole thing. It's kind of – it's almost like a kind of a March Madness thing, but it is a best of seven, so the better team will prevail, I guess. So maybe right. in that sense where it will be seven games. Um, but some interesting things is uh, the cities that are be chosen to play all these games. And I know DC is one of them, Vegas, Arizona. Um, I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to find cities with a lot of hotels in a, in a certain area where they can just lock down those hotels mm-hmm. for a month to two months and just rent it out to all the teams so they can quarantine and be safe. Um, Arizona is an interesting because they don't have the biggest fan base, but it doesn't need fans. You just need to play in an arena. Yeah. They, I've said they said talked about some college um, college teams using like their games, um, but we'll see. I, hopefully, they can figure it out. I mean, I'm glad they did this proposal. It means they're they're moving towards something. Hopefully, we can get a return. Yeah. Yeah. No, think, uh, oh, go ahead, Jackson. I say one team that I think that's really benefited from this is going to be Colorado because they're a lag in the middle of the season, but they got like just destroyed injuries. I know. Uh, Ranson suffered an injury, and I think Landis Cobb is out too. So now they've had all this time to recover, and they're going to be um, yeah, injury, back healthy. So that's going to affect a lot of teams. Very weird. Um, and so is, like, um, roster sizes. Because people in the AHL – I know the AHL is done. Yeah, it canceled. So you bring all of your AHL guys up, and you got death out the wazoo. Um, and then injuries. I think that's a perfect – like, all these people who we thought would be done for the season, they're back because it's yeah. six, two, three or extra months. I think there's one theme right now going on, you know, with all these proposals. 
with the uh, with the whole Corona thing, nothing has really changed in terms of like cases rising. Uh, but the attitudes around the country right now are kind of loosening up, for better or for worse. At some point, this country is going to have to open up, and uh, sports are going to have to return for everything to get back to normal. It's just the question of you know is this the right time or not? And I guess we'll see that through sports at first, and then maybe if sports are successful, it'll help you know transition for everything else about life with businesses and stores and everything. But uh, having something on TV to watch is definitely going to be good. I hope everything works out. So in yeah. addition to the NHL, the NBA also has targeted return, and uh, it's June 1st. So do you guys think that this is realistic? I know June 1st is like <laughs> right around the corner. It's like a week away. It's a week, yeah. I think I think the June 1st is like just the date they start practices. Oh, the pra- whatever, yeah, practices. Yeah. Same thing. And uh, similar to the NBA, though, I, uh, I've been reading up on some of the NCAA documents that have been put out in the last couple of days. For both football and uh, basketball and women's basketball, those are the three sports. Um, they're going to target 100 days to where students can get back into the facilities and work. They're not going to be, you know, a group collective uh, togetherness workouts. It's going to be individual limited workouts, but they will have access to the facilities and they'll be living on campus. The NCAA made that decision a couple days ago. But uh, yeah, so who knows? It's all going to depend on the schools, right? Because if the schools yeah. aren't actually back in session, the athletes can't, well, can't be on campus. I think all I think most of the big football schools will be back June first because they want to play all the big southern schools for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, SEC for sure. And like so, the yeah. one thing, the one thing with the NCAA I question with is funding because I know personally I have friends who play for Furman Lacrosse and their yeah. team just got canceled. Furman and Bowling Green, both of their baseball teams are just just ran out of funding too. They're done. Yeah, it's gonna, so, we're going to see a whole uh, domino effect of the athletics departments around the country and. We're going to see a lot of different programs get canceled or suspended cause, just because yeah. the funding's not there now. Well, because yeah. football is, like, the number one funding. Like, for other sports, like, I know, like, Tech at France uses, like, most of their football funding for, like, other sports, like, yeah, roving, sure. like, the small sports that, like, no one really cares about but are still there, honestly. Yeah. Um, which kind of sucks because I know people who are being affected by it and – they have to go to a whole nother school now to play a sport they love when they're guaranteed. And I wouldn't say lacrosse is a small sport, but it's, you need a lot of money to fund it and it's not football or basketball. So. Yeah. On that point, what I found interesting about this whole return also, it's, it's June 1st that these athletes can actually get on campus and start doing those workouts in the gyms. Since it's just women's basketball, basketball and football, a lot of the other fall sports immediately come into question. The reason they're doing those three sports in particular is because those are the sports that generate the most revenue for the universities. And uh, it kind of it puts into the question the whole, are collegiate athletes, you know, profit-driven? Is, is it an industry? And, uh, you know, I think that if, if it continues on this pace, the whole, the whole video game thing, can they use their likeness, image, name, all that? It's, it's into question. We'll see what happens. But hopefully all the fall sports can, can commence. It's just, uh, at first, it's just going to be women's basketball, basketball, and football athletes on campus. So another, I think another um, sport that's coming back is La Liga, the yeah. Spanish uh, soccer league, which Real Madrid, Barcelona, the big boys are coming back, um, which is interesting because Spain was one of the hardest hit coronavirus countries other than that in Italy. And mm-hmm. seeing that they can bring back their major league, like that's their NFL in Spain, is La Liga. So they're bringing the NFL back June 8th, which is in two weeks. So you'd think that U.S. sports could come back that early, but then again, like, you don't want to be wrong and have a lot right. of, like, an increased amount of cases. So 
it's just interesting to see the timelines how the U when the U.S. will open their sports now that other countries have opened their sports. I Was think, there first uh, yeah. Yeah, the one big thing in all this is all these sports, they're going to have one chance of doing this. Then if they screw up, there's no going back. Yeah, if one guy gets sick, that's going to be definitely canceled. Well, the uh, German soccer league's done pretty well these last two weeks. I know I, I watched a game this morning, and there was 13,000 cardboard cutout fans. Um, right, I hope we don't do that. We should not do that. Right. That, that was funny. I was like, I was like, I was like, I wonder how I get my face down, and that'd be hilarious. That'd be like a Bob Menery thing. Be like, yeah. I'll pay like a thousand dollars to get my head down there. Or something. <laughs> like I was listening to the Andy Katz college basketball podcast. Think about this scenario: say that you know they're going to be testing every two or three days, every team in the country, D one. So say Florida State's playing Duke in an ACC basketball game, and one Florida State player gets coronavirus and is tested positive but nobody else on the team or on the Duke team is tested positive. Who knows that the other Florida State players could have the virus and they're just not testing positive because you don't test positive at first. So who knows what will happen in that scenario, you know, because like people like Coach Krzyzewski and Jim Beheim can't actually get that disease or it'll be probably pretty fatal to them. Uh, uh, Ewing, Ewing tested positive, JP. Right, yeah. Patrick, Patrick Ewing came out today, tested positive. Uh, obviously my favorite coach in the country, Georgetown Hoyas. But, uh, you know, tough news. Going on He's, over there. He's going to be okay. He's in the hospital right now, but uh, wishing him well. Uh, it's been a tough, tough month for him. Um, you know, McClung transferred last week, too. Georgetown, Georgetown basketball, the entire McClung, Akinjo, LeBlanc, Grayson Carter class of two years ago is Ewing's first recruiting class is all out the window, so I'm a little pissed about that. Yeah. But uh, I don't blame it on Ewing yet. I think we've got to give him a little bit, little bit more time here, but, uh, you know, I wish him well in the hospital right now. Uh, I saw a tweet a couple days ago. It was like, is three or four years there. He's barely over 500. Right. Yeah, he I mean, can get him out the door. It's not an easy job, though. You know, you got to get not only good basketball players. Gotta, from New Mexico State, who's had, like, a top five winning percentage as a coach all time. Yeah. That's a little different. That's in a terrible conference. Not well, the dude, but that's what you, – you get those small school coaches like um, Matt Rule and for Baylor in football. Like, mm. he was coaching Temple. Now he's at Baylor. Now he's coaching Carolina Panthers. Like – you see, like the the coaching tree of people who. Well, he's a good coach. He has a good he has a good plan that he uses. Yeah. I mean, so maybe that guy could go and play at a big he's time. Unfortunately. Yeah, I don't know. I really just hope we get all these college sports back. You know, um, it's something that'll help society return back to what it was before this whole thing. But in addition to that, something we do have confirmed is tomorrow we have the Peyton Manning Tiger Woods versus Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson match. It's going to be fun. Uh, a lot of us have been looking forward to it. It's the match, too. Obviously, there was the uh, Tiger-Phil match on Thanksgiving of last year, right? Yeah. But uh, this time, there's no pay-per-view. Anyone can watch it. And uh, I know you boys had some picks that you wanted to – Do we know, do we know where it's going to be streamed on? Like what uh, I think it's ESPN, isn't it? All right, cool. I think yeah. so, yeah. It's tomorrow. What time is it at? Do we know? I think 3. Is it 3? Yeah. So, uh, obviously, I guess this podcast will be, will be published before or after that. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, good things to come hopefully there. Let's say our picks now so that uh, we have them for when we do. I know I got – I have uh, Phil and Tom. Just uh, I know they're the underdogs in this, but just the scoring averages are better. I think that Phil has more to play for here than Tiger does. I don't think he really gives a shit about non-majors or non-real PGA tournaments. And uh, you always know Brady gets the best of Manning, so I got uh, Tom and Phil. Yeah, going off that, Woods and Manning are our favorites. They're minus 225. Brady and Phil are a plus 180. I'm going Brady, Brady and Phil as well. I think, you know, Peyton, he's kind of had some tough neck injuries over the years. I don't know if he's going to be in the 
the best shape. Neck injuries into this. It's like fused. Dude, that's a good that point. That's, that's a great point. Can't can't bet against Brady. Doesn't matter what the sport is. All right, well, who you got? Who do you think I got? Fuck Brady. <laughs> He's a system golfer too. He's yeah, system golfer. golfer. He hits the fairway and then he he'll drive it in the bunker. I got. I, he'll he'll play off Mickelson and then. <laughs> I think t- Tiger Woods and Br- and Manning will take it. I think they'll be the funnier duo to listen to too. I, if I could get like a like them mic'd up the whole time, I'd go watch that because I think Manning will be hilarious. I think you're gonna get, see some prop bets. They'll be hilarious. Would be like how many times they bring up a commercial that right. Payne Manning in like a Allstate or not Allstate. Um, progress progressive. No, wait. What's his nationwide? Nationwide. Nationwide. How about his Papa John's ads back in the or his Papa John's ad? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I hope they do prop bets the sports books. They oh yeah for sure. Oh, I think Bar- Barcelona will definitely bring out some sports books, um, which would be fun. Yeah, so I guess the last real sports news per se. It's not exactly news, as though the wrapping up of a historic television series called The Last Dance. I know we talked about it last time. Uh, it was you know kind of the documentary. They had the footage of MJ in that last championship run, and uh, they have made a whole documentary about it. It was hyped up. Uh, in my opinion, it delivered. I don't think it was the greatest show of all time, but it definitely provided me insight about what went on in the GOAT's life uh, and uh, kind of cemented Michael Jordan as the GOAT for most basketball fans. What did you guys think of the series as a whole? I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I didn't. I don't really watch it that closely. I kind of just throw it in the background. I'm not yeah. the biggest MJ fan. Um, even my mom watched it, so that was kind of weird. Yeah, she, was, she was a Chicago. She was a Chicago girl when they won a couple of their championships. So that was good. Yeah, I think it started off really good. And uh, I was just fully invested. But I think kind of as it went on, I kind of started losing a little bit of interest. Uh, I don't know. It was it was good. People hyped it up like it was the best thing they ever seen. I just mm-hmm. don't agree with that at all. I don't for even think Rob, it's three for three. Rotten Tomatoes gave it, I think, a 93, which uh, that's, you, know, you guys know it's amazing. It was really good. I'll say that. But it probably only lived up. You know, all these people are praising it so much because we're actually in quarantine with nothing to fucking do. Yeah. So well, it was great timing for ESPN to bring it out. Great I mean, time. that's super smart. So what they're saying, you guys heard about the Tom Brady doc they're going to do too, right? That's going to be so boring. I just yeah. no interest in that at all. What about, and then they're also talking about a LeBron one when he retires. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> in my opinion, the real goat by the end of his career will be LeBron James. I'd rather watch paint dry than watch that documentary. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's chill there. But yeah, I don't know. It was fine. But uh, yeah, a lot of just Hold on, JP. Boxing. Your boy, your boy Mac put out his uh, top seven on Twitter. Where he's gonna go? Where do you think he's yeah. gonna land? Sad to see that uh, being at Georgetown right now. But I, I don't know. I think it's between Texas Tech and Auburn. Maybe Tennessee. That's what I thought at first, but they weren't in his top seven. He's on his list. Yeah, it's like Memphis. Yeah. I thought I thought, Tennessee I, thought I saw UNC on that. I thought no, he's no, no, no. It's uh, it's like I think it's Texas Tech and Auburn. The, uh, my UNC. theory about McClung leaving Georgetown is because Ewing wasn't going to let him play at the true point guard position, which is where he wants to showcase his talents for the NBA level. But I also don't know if he can do that at a at a high major power five know. team, which is why I think the best fit for Mac would be like an East Tennessee State or maybe a Memphis. No, BYU. Yes. Maybe at BYU, yeah, it's a good one too. But but I think he's gonna go to Auburn or Texas Tech, but I don't think that's the best decision for his pro. I think I think he's going to Texas Tech because just today their uh, Texas Tech point guard from last year, David Moretti, he uh, announced he's gonna play overseas in Italy. So 
There's yeah, no big for Mac. Mac needs to be a point guard if he wants to. I think you can make a decision on who has the hottest chicks. I mean, dude, Auburn, 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 that's a nice girl. So does Texas Tech. Like BYU, recognizes like a couple, a couple wives, like three or four. <laughs> Tough to beat the SEC, though. Dude, you, I mean, Texas Tech, though, you got those Texas Southern girls, the Southern Bells. Big 12. You never so, know. solid. But uh, going back to the whole last dancing, while we're on the topic of, you know, just sitting on the couch having nothing to do, uh, I know you guys have been catching up on a lot of Netflix TV, movies, all that. So we kind of had the fun idea here to continue off our Mount Rushmore series that we did last time and uh, talk about some movies that uh, I know we had some similarities, some differences here. But we do have a Mount Rushmore movies that uh, we want to talk to you about. Will, you want to lead us off here? Yeah, sure. So I'm going to go with my Mount Rushmore. Um, so the first movie uh, is going to be The Dark Knight. Um, obviously, Batman. You got the Joker, great, great yeah. Joker. Um, it's just a great overall movie. One of the greatest superhero, I would say superhero movies of all time, I think. Um, it's like a classic. Um, second movie, The Town. You yeah. gotta love the Boston. You're gonna see the recurring theme of the Bo- oh. of Boston in these because I think they just produce great movies. I'll the get town. into that a little later. But uh, <laughs> Will, what's your next movie? I know that's the another town. one. So I'm gonna explain The Town. So The Town is basically a um, couple thugs in Boston are bank robbers and they do heists and stuff and it's a great movie there's love interest there's 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 um action um there's suspense it's just a great movie in general ben affleck is the star um yeah. the next movie is the departed um great leonardo cap you got dude stars of the cast leonardo caprio um matt damon mark Wahlberg. um i forget mark Wahlberg's captain who's very and then um the mob boss himself is a very good actor. I forget his name off the top of my head. But um, great movie. You got a mole in the CIA or FBI, and you got a mole in the in the mob, and they got to find each other. It's just a great movie. I recommend it. Um, the next movie, Wolf of Wall Street, Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, it's a boys movie. I got a shout out my <laughs> Parker House. We watch this movie all the time. It just gets the boys going. Um, who doesn't want to be a billionaire philanthropist who just makes a shitload of money fucking over the stock market. Um, <laughs> so those are my, those are my top four. I'm not Rushmore's. I'm going to go to the honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. I got Goodwill hunting, Matt Damon, Boston. Again, you can't go wrong with that. Um, and also the departed is in Boston. So, um, I got three Boston movies, you know, I hate, I hate Tom Brady, but I love the city of Boston. <laughs> um, I, I don't know how that works out. But it does. Um, and then my last, um, I'm going to get to my last one. Someone already do my last one off the list. I can't even find it. Ted. Oh, Ted. Another Boston one. Mark <laughs> Dude, they do. you they cannot tell Ted is a great movie, man. They just pump out great films yeah. up there. If you ever just want to sit down, honestly, like maybe a little smoke, a little joint, you know, um, and just watch Ted, great movie by far. One of the greatest movies of all time. So I'll get into my list here. I'm going to say this in advance that I also have a recurring theme of Boston movies in mind. Uh, I'm going to start with my favorite movie of all time, which is Goodwill Hunting. Will kind of touched on it earlier, but there's just so much that goes on to that. The idea of just a natural-born genius working as a janitor at MIT, just, it's just fantastic. And then he, he has the whole love story side of the, of the film. It's amazing. Then uh, my number two would be Shawshank Redemption, Morgan Freeman, and uh, Tim Robbins. Just by far the best prison movie ever made. Just classic, uplifting. It uh, kind of gets me pumped up. I used to watch it before games, just like Miracle. But, uh, not even Wait, you want Shawshank Redemption? What? The punky Dude, 
Yeah, bro. Get he just good saves mood. jail. How does that pump you up? Because you, he didn't need to be there, and he, and he fucking worked his way out. Oh, come on. That's All, right. That's All right. Now, before I, I get to this next one, I'll say I watched this entire series in one day. I may have talked about it last time on the podcast, but a week and a half ago, I watched the entire Back to the Future series, and I'll put that on my Mount Rushmore just as a series just because they're just three kick-ass movies. Uh, it kind of sheds light into the lifestyle back into the 80s, but also has, you know, that main theme of time travel. And uh, I've always been obsessed with time travel stories, both books, movies, TV shows. And, uh, I, I, that's why I to be honest, I've never watched Back to the Future. Have you ever seen Back to the Future? No, I haven't. It's also on Netflix right now. Yeah, Netflix. they put all of them on there. I think they put Rocky on there, too. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably I'll yeah, get a look this week. I got Kevin on to Back to the Future. Um, but, yeah, just a great series. One of my favorite series of all time. And then my final movie, it's a uh, it's an interesting one. I got my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie. Most of you guys know who Quentin Tarantino is, the famous just total whack job director, just does crazy stories, rewrites history at times. And uh, the best example of that for me was Inglorious Bastards with Brad Pitt, probably my favorite actor. And, uh, you know, just assembles a team, a team of Jewish people to go back and kick the Nazis' ass. It's just a great example of rewriting history for a great story. So for my honorable mention, like Will had, I had The Departed, but I also had The Town. I put those into one group because they're kind of one and the same, just Boston crime movies. Both fantastic. You can you should pump both of those out in one night and you'll, you'll have yourself a night well, there. You can watch all three of those, Good Will Hunting, The Town, The Departed, and it'll be a great day. I will say Good Will Hunting is on a tier of its own compared to those movies to yeah. me. Dude, dude, just the storyline is just so much better. Yeah, and Matt Damon is really good in it. It's like yeah. young Matt Damon rather than old yeah. Matt Damon in the part. Not old Matt Damon, Damon. like mid-age Matt Damon in the party. What I thought was the best part about that movie is the idea of just a, a genius like that. And they're out there fucking very far and few between. Just people who are just born geniuses like that. It's crazy. And then my last movie I had for honorable mention was Goodfellas. And I'll just say New York and Mobs. That's all I need to say about that one. You guys should see for yourself. It's the oldest movie on my entire list. But it is well, uh, worth going back watching. Going back to your list, JP, a good movie that I recommend if you want to go see it that is kind of like Glorious Bastards is Schindler's List. With um, I've seen Schindler's List. Great movie. Um, who is the actor? Um, he's in Taken. Um, 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 hold on. I'm looking at that real quick. Oh, it's like on the tip of my tongue. If you it say was, it, I got it. I got it. Well. Liam Neeson. Oh, yeah. Liam Neeson. Yeah. Liam Neeson. And he's basically just – and it's a it's a true story, so it's like really really cool. I think it's got movies, a lot of grim. Lot movies of, that incorporate time and history, dude. They just they're, t- they're on a different level to me. I was gonna put a lot of like Tom Hanks, like uh, Saving Private Ryan, like war movies. There's some great. I will say this before Jackson goes. I'm surprised none of us had Forrest Gump on here. I I was thinking about it. Very surprised. Jackson, go ahead though. All right, so I already I already know you guys are gonna roast the shit out of my list. Oh yeah. Try to go a little more off the board here. And so first one here is a uh, hush. I found it. It's a very interesting movie. Uh, it's like a th- uh, thriller. Uh, the main the main character is like deaf, and uh, this guy. Uh, Ninety two Rotten Tomatoes. Give you that. Have you, have you seen it? Have you no. seen it? I haven't seen it. No, I haven't. Seen it. The main character is deaf, and she lives by herself in the woods, which is a terrible idea in the first place. You're deaf to live in the middle of the woods, no neighbors or anything. <laughs> and her best friend basically gets uh, murdered by some serial killer, and uh, the killer notices that she's deaf. Cause like he like tried to like show off and like bang on the window or whatever. And she like didn't even notice. So the, the killer realizes she's deaf. And basically the whole movie is revolves around this uh, cat and mouse game where he basically just like plays with her before he tries to kill her. But uh, 
I won't, I won't spoil it. It's a great movie. Uh, next up is this is this is probably gonna be pretty controversial. Uh, Twenty Twelve. It's a uh, is it the best movie ever? No. Is it the best acting? Definitely not. It's unrealistic. Yeah, but I think it's one of the coolest movies I've ever seen. The, the special effects. Yeah, uh, yeah, special effects by far one of the greatest special effects movies. I maybe Avatar, but the scene of L A. where like L A. just like goes underwater as like one of the coolest things I've ever seen. It's a great. It's a great topic. Pretty cool. Yeah, I, lo- I love those types of movies because I, I you find guys, that. You guys remember that that year, 2012, when everyone like there was people that were like scared of that actually happened. I was one of them. Nobody believed that. We were in middle school. I know. I, I remember. I was, I was in sixth grade, I think. Sixth or eighth grade. Uh, I think we were in seventh. I literally, dude, I remember like that morning putting on like these running shoes just to make sure, like, all right, there's a disaster. <laughs> I'm gonna run. Got my Nike Roche runs and I'm running. Exactly. Speaking of Roche runs, my brother just got a pair. <laughs> I'm like, what is this, five years ago? Style now, Stan. Hold on. They're still quality, quality kicks. All right. Uh, next up is a great comedy, Sewer Bad. One of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Yeah, all right. I'll give you that one. That's a great movie. Jonah Hill um, is fucking hilarious. I love yes. Jonah Hill. I could sit down with Jonah Hill, have a dinner. Him and Seth Rogen, favorite actors of all time. What was that line? The funniest thing about my back duels is that it's located on my cock. Yeah. <laughs> she wants my cock in and around her mouth. Yeah. <laughs> right, last is uh, Dark Knight, just like Will said. Great movie. Batman, McCurry, superhero. The Joker is a great character as well. Just a great, great series. And then uh, honorable mention, I got the Black Panther. I think it's just a cool concept. It was great production. Lived up to the hype for sure. Great yeah. story. And then uh, this is definitely a curveball. Harold and Kumar go to White Cat. So I just, I was dying laughing during that movie the entire time. How many movies? There's a couple of them, right? There's, there's, yeah, there's a couple. There's uh, Harold and Kumar escape Guantanamo Bay. I think. Yeah, Guantanamo Bay, those yeah. Ones, yeah. Those are always like funny movies. We could do like yeah. a top five laugh movies where you just laugh your dick off. The okay. <laughs> I love those types of movies. And or sausage party. Those it's a really different topic here, boys. Uh, how was the DoorDash shift today? Because I didn't work. It took my first day off. <laughs> Will, you worked? It was. I think it was such a nice day outside in D.C. that, And it was kind of like the first time everyone's like, okay, go out. So everyone went out to go get their food. And they, they, they drove, got their food, and they went home by themselves. Because yeah. usually I'm doing nine to ten deliveries on a Saturday night like this. And I only did five. Yeah. That's I might have nice. waited the longest I've ever waited in the week I've been working. So $43, it's not great, but I, I had a good day two days ago. So it's I'm a- working two shifts tomorrow. You should join me. Lunch gonna, we got to do our golf, so I'm going to figure out to end. Oh, shit. Are we doing, yeah, we got we to gotta have that, that golf challenge. I can't even, right? even get a shift for tomorrow. Really? Yeah, no, it's, it's hard to get shifts. On I'm working Tyson for dinner. We'll make but, sure. Uh, yeah, so – I guess that kind of wraps up the movie segment. Uh, well, anything that we forgot off the top of your head? What's up? Do you think there's any movie we forgot? There's, probably, there's so many movies I've seen. Like, <laughs> I can name a couple Adam Sandler movies that I love to watch. Like, yeah. It's Mount Rushmore. But, like, yeah, I'll say this. Adam Sandler is probably my favorite actor of all time, just in terms of the comedy. And I didn't have a single one of his movies yeah. on the list. Yeah, I mean, I think a good actor doesn't make a good movie, but it can. But then also, again, there's just – Good movies with good, like, like Avatar. Oh. Great movie. I'd watch Avatar any day of the week. Yeah. Um, other movies, yeah, or, like, Transformers. Like, I'd watch I'd watch the first Transformers and that Megan Fox scene 17 <laughs> times a day, if I could. <laughs> who, who wouldn't? Dude, that's 
that's like the first time I fell in love was Megan Fox leaning over Bumblebee and you're like you're ready you hear, to go. You hear that Megan Fox? Uh Will Sturt of Take Your Shot Sports hey, Podcast. Megan Fox, if you're out there, hit me up, huh? If you're hearing this, you're this fantastic sometime. podcast, uh give him a holler. But uh boys, let's uh let's start the wrap up here. Uh we had a lot of new administrative stuff take place this week, both with the YouTube and with the website and the addition of Garrett. Will, so we talked about the YouTube earlier. Um, do you have any other ideas of like moving forward? What are we going to do with that? Um, so, I mean, obviously it's kind of hard to do stuff right now during quarantine. Um, obviously golf is a respectable, is a fine thing to go do. And we right. could do so many golf videos. It's just finding the time to do it. And also like we have to pay to get on the course, which sucks because right. no big, big YouTubers that play golf get paid to come play at their, at some courses. So we're not that big yet, so we can't do that. Um, but nice. we'll try to find some things. Obviously, um, if you guys want to comment something on on this video, just let us know what you guys want to see. Like we'll do, not we'll we'll do anything, but we'll we'll talk about it first and see if it's right for us. No, I'll do anything. <laughs> You'll do anything. Okay. All right. Well, I will say this, Will. So let me tell our listeners about this. We have a potential beach day trip next week, first week of June. We kind of have our whole like neighborhood group and uh, we might go up to Ocean City, play around a golf, hit the beach and maybe make a video or two there, boys. What do you think about that? Yeah, we could definitely. A little road trip video, a little vlog. A little road trip. We got yeah. uh, like a two and a half hour hike to Ocean City, Maryland. Got some pretty cool courses there that uh, are open right now. I know the beaches are starting to open up too. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, and then other things that are going on, you guys can follow us on Instagram, Twitter. We'll be like, we're going to tweet our picks out for the um, – the golf match tomorrow, you guys can go look at those. Um, the website, still coming along. It's finished. I just need payment from one person. Um, well, nice. It won't be named. But, uh, yeah. Um, if not, it will be out definitely by next week. Um, and I wouldn't say it's like a, like a neutral hub, but it's a hub where you can go in, you go online, and you can find everything. You can find the Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Our blogs. I'm gonna write. A, I'm writing a piece of blog this weekend on the yeah. on the uh, recap of sports. And uh, I'm gonna be posting mine about the whole uh, NCAA plan too. JP will do that. France yeah. doesn't want to write, so no, no, no. I will. So now, now there's on now the spot. <laughs> no, it's fine. We'll we'll find some we'll find some news to bring out to you guys. Um, don't be scared. I mean, just jump on the train with us. Let's uh. Let's go for a road. Let's go for a show. You guys think this is a shit podcast now, but uh, in about a couple of months, you're going to be wishing you didn't think that. And uh, also, I want to thank you guys for what happened last episode. We made that 75 listen goal. We're at 86 right now. And, uh, you know, I'm glad to say that we, we, we achieved that. We're going to keep trying to grow. I think the way to do that is kind of set these interval goals. So for this episode, we're going to try to get 100 listens. So do whatever you can to tell your friends uh, if you liked it. Even if you didn't like it, just give us five stars. I really yeah. don't give a shit. Give it a share. Yeah, Honestly, if you could tell your friends, put it on your social media, say like, hey, give it a listen. Yeah. Uh, that's wonderful. We'd love to do you guys. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's tough right now talking about this podcast with my friends when we don't have shit for listeners, but it's something I believe in that we can grow, and I know you boys do as well. And we have – we got three or four interviews lined up um, that are very interesting. I know all three of us are can't wait to do them. Um, and then just DM us some stuff that you guys want to you guys want to listen to or hear about. Like I know I want to do TV shows today. Maybe we we'll do that next episode or we we'll do something else. 
Anything we just we can TV, life, sports, whatever. Anything. You uh, and we also don't have to fit these segments. We can kind of break free once we kind of find our niche in the whole podcast game. But uh, yeah. I do think the interviews add a pretty cool perspective each and every episode. So uh, yeah. keep looking forward to those. We have a couple lined up here, and uh, I'm excited for them. So with that, boys, I guess that's it. Anything else we need? All right, boys. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening, and uh, we'll catch you all next week. Thanks. Right, see you, boys. Peace. Take your